from the time we were young to the very present hour, we've all had to deal with some type of obstacle. From a child, when we were born, our parents brought us home. Uh, they prepared a room for, for as many, uh, prepared a nursery or whatever, and they had a crib. And the crib had, had a gate where you can let it down and raise it up. But the child, and so the child would have an obstacle to keep it from falling out of the bed. And after a child grows up to a certain age and they're able to stand on their own, and many times they can pull themselves up by that very same crib. And it's good to know that parents had that assurance that that, that crib railing is there to keep the child from falling. And the child may want to get out, and may want to crawl over. If you raise the, the, the crib, he's unable to get out because they need obstacles to keep them from falling, from hurting themselves. Today we're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. And uh, if you would listen to my mother tell a story about me, she would tell you about the time that she had a crib and she put me in it. And one day I came running around the corner. She's like, how did he get out? And she saw that I had been observing enough to shake the, the crib and get it lower and jump over myself. Angel, you heard that story many times, I'm sure. Amen. And I would be embarrassed at the fact that she would tell the story over and over again because she said that I was an independent-minded person. I didn't mind doing what it took to overcome that particular obstacle. And as we grow up in life, we have many other obstacles that come our way. When we first go to school, the, the, the teachers tell us that there are certain rules and regulations and you can't leave the property. You have to stay inside the fence or whatever. We don't want you out in the neighborhood because you may harm yourself, have obstacles. And yet there's always somebody who's willing to climb the fence or, or go past the barrier because they want to go past those obstacles. Today we're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. And the obstacles don't end in, as a young person, as a youth, even when you get older. The obstacles may not be necessarily physical obstacles. It may be rules and regulations and, and as we say, politics that bind you and keep you from doing certain things. There may be rules on your job that say uh, you can only receive your retirement if you fulfill certain obligations. I know there are some who are getting close to retirement age and you want to make sure that you overcome all of those obstacles so that you can receive your benefits. And you're willing to do whatever it takes, even to call in an advisor to tell you what you need to do to overcome those obstacles. Now, I want to tell us today as believers in Christ Jesus that we're going to have some obstacles in our lives. We're going to have things that we're going to have to overcome. And in our Old Testament passage of Scripture, we see that God lets us know that he knows that we're going to have trials and tribulations. So he says to us in Isaiah 55 to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And many times in this life, we would rather not have those obstacles. Because we want to make it through life on a nice smooth trip. We would rather not to have to jump over those fences and crawl through those ditches and, and navigate our way around all these things because we want to have life the way we want it. 
But God says that, that my ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And I can often remember, I often reflect on the, on the story of the children of Israel, how they were led out of Egypt going to the promised land. And it is said that God said that, that he could have led them in a very simpler way into the promised land. That would have only taken a few days. But he wanted them to go through the wilderness because he said that they may say that they got there by themselves on their own ability and own talents. And many times it's, it's a part of God's plan to put these obstacles in our way so we will learn to lean and depend on the Lord. We're talking today about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. And I want us not to look at obstacles always as a problem or an issue or, or that God doesn't want us to have things. Meantime, it's the victory over those obstacles that prepare us for what God has in store on the other side. Today, we're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. And I want us to understand as we have talked about this this. this thing for many months to understand that there are certain things that God wants us to do in life and we can't do it unless we have a spiritual mind unless we talk to God about it and say Lord how do you want me to handle this how do you want me to make it around these, these, these circumstances and these pitfalls because there's something in life I know you have for me to do and the only way we can do it well if we're spiritually minded, if we hear that voice tell us to still fight on, let's keep on going because we have to overcome all these obstacles. Today, we're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. In our New Testament passage of scripture today, there are three things in this message that I want us to see the, that God wants us to be spiritually minded to overcome life's obstacles. This is a very familiar story, the story where this, this man was let down in front of Jesus. And this is a story that many times we talk about determination. And I've often been told uh, about business success is that most successful people aren't necessarily the smartest people. They don't always have degrees. They haven't been to Harvard and Yale and MIT. It's not the intelligence that they have. It's the determination that they have that they will not be denied. They will overcome whatever obstacle, whatever barrier, whatever circumstances come their way. They are willing to allow determination to help them overcome obstacles. So they may achieve their success. And if that's true in the real world, how, come, how much more true is it in the spiritual life? But we know we have an enemy that is always trying to throw obstacles in our way. Isn't in that the devil's, uh, you may want to call it, his, 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 his manifesto? He come to steal, kill, and destroy. He come to steal and kill and destroy in your life and in mine. Nobody is exempt. Whether you love God or not, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's our job as believers to have the mindset to know that from the beginning. That God wants us to overcome these obstacles. Let's look at Mark chapter 2. And the first thing I want us to understand today is that there will be obstacles. There will be obstacles. Let's look at Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. 
Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, my God, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. See, today, church, we need to understand without a shadow of a doubt that there will be obstacles in order for us to see Jesus for ourselves one day. In order for us to experience the, the, the fellowship with God and the oneness with God, there will be obstacles. And many times as believers, and we, we see people struggling in their Christian faith because they thought it was going to be easy. They thought that everything was going to be Sunday. The Sabbath would have no end. Joy and gladness would never cease because they believed this, this false sense of our reality that there weren't going to be any more obstacles. But I want us to know today that there will be obstacles. Or there, there shall be obstacles. There are going to be things that are going to try to keep you from knowing Jesus. And I don't know what it may be in your life, but look at this text of scripture. It says that there were so many people. Sometimes people will be in your way. That will keep you from getting close to Jesus Christ. I don't know their names, but you know the names. It may be your mother. Maybe your father. Maybe your neighbor. Maybe your coworker. Maybe the person you, who you trust the most. Who is always in the way between you and Jesus Christ. And in this case, it was a crowd of people. It wasn't just one person. It was a whole crowd of people. Are you hanging with the wrong crowd of people that are keeping you from knowing Jesus? Because there will be obstacles. Sometimes obstacles are people. And then sometimes there's a literal, literal barrier. It said that these men didn't allow the people to stop them. They climbed up on the roof, and when they got to the roof, the roof was in the way. What's in your way today? Keeping you from Jesus Christ. Is it a car that won't crank up in the morning? Help us, Lord. Then ask God for a new car. Ask him for a mechanic that can help you out because there are always going to be some obstacles in your way. But you need the mindset to overcome those obstacles. And then the last one, one of the last obstacles here, there was distance. After it says they broke through the roof, it took them some time to break through the roof. But when they broke through the roof, there was still another obstacle there. They had to let the man down in front of Jesus. Sometimes distance is the, is the problem. It's farther away than you want to go. But you still need to understand that there will be some obstacles. Don't leave Shadydale today with a, with a false concept about how it was going to take for you to be what God wants you to be. And when you have trials and tribulations, well, don't say, well, that's God saying that he really didn't want me. Help me, Holy Ghost. Because that's what some people always say because they have problems. They say, well, that must mean that God really didn't intend for me to, to know him. Or God really didn't intend for me to, to go this way. Too many times we let the obstacles 
stop us from what God has in store for us. And today I want shady it. I want everybody in here to know that there will be some obstacles. And we need to have a determination to overcome those obstacles. Even if it means saying, I'm going to leave those people. The people that are standing in my way, I'm going to go around them. I'm going to leave them where they are. And go where I need to be because I need to get close to Jesus. Don't let the people keep you away from Jesus Christ. There are going to be some people. There are going to be some people that you love. You care about or you think they really care about you. But Jesus said you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. He said, you've got to hate your mother and your father, your sisters and your brothers, and come and follow me. Some people, that's a hard saying, but that's what Jesus said. You've got to turn your back on some of these folks who are keeping you away from knowing Jesus Christ. There will be. There are obstacles in your way between you and Jesus. But we got to have the mindset to overcome those things. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. A very familiar passage of scripture. And beginning at verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed just on Sunday. Just when, when the wind blows. No, it says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. We're going to have some obstacles, saints. We're going to have something to overcome. That's what the writer was saying here in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 4 and verse 7. We have a treasure. We have, we have a prize that's waiting for us. We're going to have to overcome all of these things to get close to God. To receive our reward. We're going to have to be an overcomer. We're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. It's going to be so bad in some places where it says that we're going to be hard pressed on every side, but yet we're not crushed. In other words, life is going to be pressing in against you. It's going to look like it's going to take your very breath away. But you need to remember that I'm still here. I'm still alive. I still have the blood running warm in my vein. I've not been crushed, so I'm going to keep on moving forward in Jesus' name. It says that we are persecuted. There are going to be people who are going to lie on you and talk about you. You know, I used to hear people saying that I've been lied on and talked about and cheated and mistreated. I thought that was just a song. Help me, Holy Ghost. But the reality is that that happens to you and I in this life. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be lied on and mistreated and folk going to leave us on the side of the road. But Jesus says what? What we were reminded in this text of scripture says, we still are not forsaken. God says what? I will never leave you nor forsake you. There will be obstacles. It says, we're going to be struck down. My God. But not destroyed. In other words, something's going to knock you down in life. Something's going to snatch the rug right out from under you. 
But you got to remember that I'm still here. I'm still alive. I still got a chance to do God's will. The enemy cannot destroy me. All he can do is harass me. And if I stay committed to God, he got to walk away. The Bible says what? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So there will be some obstacles, saints. But we got to overcome those things. The people, the distance, and the things that get in our way. We got to be spiritually minded to overcome those obstacles. The second thing in this passage of scripture today is we will have to have faith. Will we have faith? Let's look at verse number five in Mark chapter two. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. See, we need to have faith to make it through these obstacles, these times of testing and trial that we go through. Will we have faith? Because we will have obstacles. We got to believe that we can overcome those obstacles. That's what faith is about. You got to believe without a shadow of a doubt that somehow, even if I don't know how, somehow I'll overcome these obstacles. And it says here that when Jesus saw their faith, in other words, what are you doing? What are you doing with the obstacles? Are you sitting there and allowing it to keep you away? Are you going to try to do something about it? Jesus was able to see their faith. And I want to ask Shadydale, can Jesus see your faith today? Are you trying to overcome your obstacles? Are you trying to overcome your problems or your, your, your issues in life? Because we all got some issue in our life. It may not be the same issue. Your issue might be not having a job. But are you sending some resumes out? What are you doing about it? Do you have an addiction or a problem? Are you going to get some counseling? Are you doing? Where is your faith? Because you're going to need some faith to overcome the obstacle. Because the obstacle might not move. You're going to have to move. You're going to have to do something about it because the only way you're going to overcome obstacles is you got to have some faith. Will you have some faith? Because these brothers, these four men, they have some faith. And what I love about that picture in my mind, in my sanctified mind, when I think about it, it's good to know that when you're in trouble, that your friends are also in trouble. And they will be there to help you through. Your real true friends, they won't leave you on the side of the road. And if you're a part of the body of Christ, you got friends. One song where it said, I've got friends in high places. You got a friend when you have Jesus. And Jesus will surround you with friends in this life that will be there with you. So that you can make it over these obstacles and these hurdles. They'll help your faith. They'll stand with you. It said that this, this, this paralytic was born by four men. And I like that, that, that picture. For a, a men, some men on a team, they could do anything. And I heard it said about a football coach, he said, 11 men together can't be beat. And the same is true of us as believers in Jesus Christ. If we are all working together, we can't be beat. We have to have faith to overcome the obstacle. And Jesus says, when he saw their faith, 
Son, your sins are forgiven you. Whatever issue you have, I'm moving it out of the way. I'm bringing it to an end. I'm calling a time out. Jesus wants to get into your situation. He wants to see you move. He wants to see your faith. Today we're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. Let's look at James chapter 2. Another familiar passage of scripture. Jesus, uh, uh, in the word, is challenging us to have some faith. Some faith that people can see. James chapter 2. Beginning at verse 17, it says, Thus also, faith by itself, it does not have works, it is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But you, but do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead. See, we need to understand that today. In order to overcome life's obstacles, we got to do something about it. We can't always sit there and hope that something's going to happen. Sometimes we have to move. We have to demonstrate the faith that we have. And if you really believe something, you'll do something about it. It's just like these pews. And if, if you thought these pews were going to fall down, you wouldn't be sitting on them. Amen? Amen. You would go in the back and get your own chair. Bring it back up in here and then sit down. Because you believe, whatever you believe, that's what you're going to do something about. You're going to act on your faith. And you've been acting on your faith all your life. So why not apply that to your spiritual life and see what God will do? You will have to have some faith. Will you have faith today? We're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. The third thing and the last thing in this text I want to see is that God will get involved. God will get involved. If you have faith today, God will get involved. Let's look again at verse beginning at verse six. It says, and some of the scribes were sitting there. And reasoning in their hearts. Why do this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Amen. But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know, help us Lord, that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all. So that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. See, today, saints, whatever your problem is in life, Whatever your obstacle may be, whatever trouble you may be in, I want you to know that if you have some faith, God will get involved. And that's the good news I want to say to us as believers today that God wants to get involved in your situation. Whatever your obstacle might be, God wants to get involved. But if you're going to sit on the sidelines, wait for somebody else to do it, 
How can God get involved? He says, we have not. Why? Because we ask not. If you don't seek, how are you going to find? If you don't knock, the door won't open. It'll stay closed. No one will even know you're standing out there if you don't knock on the door. God wants to get involved. And we see in this particular passage of Scripture that when they showed their faith, Jesus responded. And all the people around him was like, he's speaking blasphemy. Sometimes when you believe in God, people look at you, they begin to criticize and say, that'll never work. You'll never get out of that situation. You're going to always be stuck right there. But you need to know that when that happens, you should rejoice. You should begin to praise God in advance for what he's going to do because God wants to get involved when he sees your faith. When you keep believing in God, no matter what other people say, and other people are going to say things, I should, that should be another point. People will say something. Because we need to recognize that when people say things, they're just coming against God. And the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And what every tongue that rises up in judgment, God will condemn. So we need to be, be reminded today to trust that God will get involved. When we have an obstacle, trust that God wants to get involved. And it says here that Jesus began to immediately respond. In verse 8. He perceived in his spirit that they were reasoning thus within themselves. In other words, Jesus knows what you're going through, saints. He, hears, he knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Not only does he know what you're thinking, but he knows what the people around you are thinking. The people who are criticizing and saying that you'll never make it. You'll never amount to anything. Jesus hears all those things too. And it says immediately, Jesus perceived in his spirit. And he asked the question, why do you reason about these things in your heart? In other words, what kind of mind do you have to think that I am the Lord of glory? I made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the stars. For you to stand there and say that I can't do this, let me show you what I can do. That's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to show the world around you that he has all power. That nothing is too hard for God, even the obstacle that's in your way. And he says in verse 10, but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth, not just in heaven, but right where you live. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. What a blessing to know today that God wants to show his power in your life. He wants to demonstrate to the world that he is God. And that we belong to him. And verse 12 says, immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of all of them all. So that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. That's what God wants people to say about you. About your situation and your storm, because they're already talking about it. They're already putting, as they say, a bad mouth on you. But let them talk while you keep on believing in God, keeping your trust and your confidence in him because he wants to bring you through and he wants to be glorified among men. The last scripture I want to read today is Revelation chapter three. One of my favorite passages of scripture when I think about the troubles that we face in this world. Revelation chapter three, <clears throat> beginning at verse 11 
It says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And see, that should encourage us today to know that we shouldn't let anything keep us from God. We shouldn't let any trial keep us from God. Any circumstance, any issue of life, we shouldn't allow that to, to keep us from God. Because one day, we're going to wear a crown. And, uh, and, and the writer here was letting us know that we need to make sure that we don't let anything keep us from that crown. No matter what it might be. I believe the Apostle Paul talked about the tribulation, the persecution, and the famine, and the peril. He said, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. No matter what it might be. Because I'm going to hold fast to my crown. Today we're talking about being spiritually minded to overcome obstacles. As we stand together, I hope you understood the message today. That you would be spiritually minded to overcome obstacles.